2: Welcome to the Roto-World Basketball Show. Today, we're doing a 12-team, 8 cat fantasy mock draft. And we have seven different talents joining us live to break down their thoughts on each round. The categories are field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-pointers made, points scored, rebounds, assists, steals, and block shots, no turnovers. Each person will have 45 seconds to draft. And the draft order is as follows. As I am actually on the clock as we speak, I'm going to select... Giannis onto That's what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm going to take Jason Tatum. Yes, because we, as Dan and I spoke about it, MVTV type of talent. All right. Each person has 45 seconds. I just use my time. The order of the draft. Jimmy is number one. If you want to know who Jimmy is, he's our Twitter entrant to be in this contest. He's running with the big dogs today. Second is Dan Titus of Yahoo Sports. Third, Sloan Piva of the Sporting News. Fourth is Zach Hanshu of Rotor World. Fifth is Raphael Johnson of Royal world I will be sixth. Seventh is Aaron Bruski, who will join us here in a minute from Sports Ethos. Josh Lloyd, Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Basketball monsters. is the eighth pick. Ninth is Dan Bespris of Sports Ethos. Tenth, Adam King, FBI Basketball. And the last two picks, Noah Rubin of Roto-World, 11th, and Adam Stock of Elite Fantasy Basketball. We have seven people joining us live, as I said, Dan and Aaron. Uh, will be joining us first. I am Von Zell, and I will be the pilot for the evening. you got to sit back, you relax, but you got to bring your own snacks. All right, as a reminder, everyone, before we bring in our two first guests, basketball season is almost here. That means one thing. It's draft season. Get the Road to World Basketball Draft Guide, which includes all rankings, player outlooks, and projections you need this year. Go to NBCSports.com to get your draft guide and use preseason 25 to save 25% off and receive that $10 Fanatic e-gift card. All right, rounds through four. Round one is already underway. Let's bring in Dan Titus of Yahoo Sports and Aaron woo of Sports Ethos. Guys, that was a lot of work there for me. I almost missed my first pick, (laughs) but I got Tatum. I'm proud of myself. Uh, Dan, how are we doing? Familiar face here as we've already done two episodes together. Are you excited today or what?
3: Yeah, man, and uh, respect to you. on uh, It's it's tough being a host and then actually being on the clock, man. The pressure is mounting, and uh, you made a good decision. I know you were between Giannis and, and Jason Tatum. I would have went with Jason Tatum, so definitely a good call by you. But, yeah, always always great to be uh, drafted, and this is going to be a sharp draft, so, yeah, I'm really excited for it.
2: Yeah, it is going to be a very sharp draft indeed. I think even Jimmy is coming with the heat today, our Twitter entry. Aaron, welcome to the Roto-World Basketball Show. Uh, and draft. Excited to have you here today. Um, tell us about your first pick and any strategies you got entering today. How are you going to beat me and Dan specifically?
4: I was just hoping you would keep going on that read because you were going to pick Giannis. <laughs> and I was looking at Jason Tatum and I was like, keep talking, <laughs> keep talking, man. No, it, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully everybody does that and I can clean up. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a sharp draft, like Dan said. And, uh, you know, so you, you got to kind of maybe reach a little bit early for some of the guys you like we'll see how that goes. Um, and then that seven slot, I've been really uh, not liking that seven slot for, for a while now. It puts you in this position of, um, you know, picking between a lot of equal guys and uh, I ended up taking Kevin Durant. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah.
2: And recapping the first round so far, the first nine picks, we got Nikola Jokic, the Joker going first to Jimmy. We uh, expected that I'd have to say Luka Doncic went second, Joel Embiid third, someone I'm going to want to talk about here because James Harden outlook definitely impacts how high he goes. Tyrese Halliburton, fourth overall, someone we spoke about on the last episode of the Road World Basketball Show. Fifth to Raphael's team is Shai Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, my team is called V-Money Vortex. Um, you know, if you get that, kudos to you. Jason Tatum, sixth overall. Aaron took Kevin Durant. Steph Curry went eighth to Josh Lloyd. And Giannis, ninth to Dan's team um Aaron what do you think about dance pick number 9 with Giannis there
4: cuz obviously I was considering him at 6 um and passed on him you know in an eight cat roto league which is what I presume we're in right now the um yep the the choice to take Giannis is it's tough you know there's there's a lot of punting involved with uh Giannis uh free throws of course and you know a lot of the ringer leagues that I play in, some high stakes leagues we have seen some guys successfully win Uh, a championship with a punt strategy which i find to be completely insane but you know it has been done um so you're really going to have to back that up with a lot of strong plays decide if you're going to go for a one or a three in that category um i do think you can the guys that i've seen win it with a one in a category they did get that one so it's possible so you could completely punt and and just go cry uh, go crazy pardon me but um You know, I actually I prefer if you're going to do it, that you do try to get like a three in that category. So you don't completely punt it. Obviously, Giannis is is dominant in any sort of a punt build. So, you know, now now you got to get after it, you know, if if you're him. Yeah, Giannis is certainly one of the most interesting people now
2: because Damon Lillard is his teammate and Lillard has not been selected yet. But Dan, uh, first round top 12 pick, in your opinion, Um, if he goes the second round, is he getting sniped right away? Yeah, I think he's going to probably, given the names that I see, I feel
3: like he's going to probably be an early second. But I would still take him as a first-round pick. I mean, the 30% usage isn't going away. Um, 30.7 assists is certainly attainable, and he's playing with the best uh, pick-and-roll player that he's ever had. So, I mean, I'm still high on Damian Lillard. don't really understand why he's, he's falling so much, but... Um, that's just kind of way it goes sometimes, but like also, I would also to put more opportunity on on the Damian Lillard side. I mean, Chris Middleton's still not playing; he just started five on five, ramping up, and so I think we're going to kind of see him slow played to end of the season. So I think that's going to be even more uh, usage opportunities for for Damian Lillard as we get underway in the season here.
4: Yeah,
2: I totally agree. I think the pick and roll with him and Giannis is going to be the most dynamic uh, potentially in the NBA. Uh, And I'm excited to see where that happens. LaMelo Ball just went off the board here uh, with the 10th pick. Certainly very interesting because he doesn't stay healthy, and we see Damian Lillard coming off 11th there. Well done, Uh, well done. Yeah, well done there. And now we are just seeing picks rattle, rattle off. So, Aaron, uh, in your opinion, what are you looking at here coming up? Because neither Dan or I can snipe you. I'll be right after you. Uh, So who are you potentially looking to get here in these next couple picks? You know there's a, a
4: good couple names here. I think Kyrie Irving is is a little bit underrated for some of the off the court sort of drama. Um he'd be a stellar pick at this stage. I think Devin Booker's a little safer than folks might believe. Uh Donovan Mitchell would probably be my guy. Uh Jaren Jackson's on the radar. Uh Carl Anthony Towns actually. You know, watching him in the preseason game, I didn't see quite the pop I would like out of him uh physically. I would hope he would come back in a little bit better shape, but you know, Rudy Gobert's knee isn't getting any healthier. Um, what they do with Cat during the year is also kind of a question mark. I don't know if any sort of blockbuster trade is is uh, in the works or anything, but this pairing between he and Ru- Rudy Gobert, they can't possibly play that out to the end. So mm-hmm. maybe we see Cat fly uh, up back into that top five status if a couple things break in his favor. So there's a couple, you know, real good picks staring here. I don't think I'll have any shortage of. uh options in one pick after mr lloyd goes right now
2: yeah uh, well we do know that uh power forwards uh you know carl anthony is listed as a power forward but really him and gobert are two centers and in today's modern era basketball that does not work out very very well long term so i'm with you towns was someone i'm looking at here you were up aaron you want to walk us through uh where you're at in these last 25 seconds
4: yeah i think i'm going to go with the upside with carl anthony towns um, he's got a pretty good floor i think the uh the injury And some of the humbling from last year will uh, help propel him forward. So I just took Carl Anthony Towns. All right. I do like that selection. He was in three
2: people in my queue that I have left. Uh, Devin Booker and Jaron Jackson are my two choices now as I have 30 seconds here. Uh, Dan, I think I'm going to go with Jaron Jackson just because of the rebounding. He gets threes, the blocks, uh, and John Morant's out for a little bit. So that definitely helps. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I mean, he
3: can certainly propel you in that in that blocks category. Um, it is a bit of a random stat, but this guy is a perennial defensive player of the year candidate right now. And he gives you good peripherals. And that's what you want out of a center. Um, he's not one of these traditional centers. That's like a statue. He's very dynamic, athletic, um, can rebound, do it all. And I think he's going to have a, a bigger role, especially coming off his his um, his FIBA World Cup, where he played really well. Um, I'm really excited about his outlook coming into the season.
5: Oh, yeah, I was really I think,
3: hoping Desmond. I knew that was a pipe dream that Devin Booker would fall that far, but man, oh, just looking at him on the on the on the clock there, I was
2: like, man, maybe there's a hope, maybe there's a chance.
5: Where where do you have him,
2: Aaron Devin Booker, uh,
4: in your rankings right now? Do you think he kind of fell a little bit farther than you thought? A little bit further, and and yeah, if he had made it to Dan, that would have been quite nice. Um, just a really safe and solid pick there in the second. You know, he's got the the games played issue that's that's going to dog him until he proves he can get up to say seventy six games. But I think with the amount of talent they have in Phoenix, he'll have to do less. He'll be more efficient. He'll be less forced wear and tear on his body. So this could be the year that he gets to the 76 games. Kind of doubt it, but you know, you never want to rule it out. He's a gamer.
3: <laughs> that was Devin two, s- two immediate snipes. Um, uh, so we had Devin Booker, is Desmond
2: Brandon, and Mikel Bridges go all right before Dan don't love what's on the board right now you don't love lebron james at the 23rd pick
3: no <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> he's a little bit too old for me man but respect to him man i'm 38 man i don't i don't move like that guy so yeah oh, <laughs> uh, this is too early man oh, it's too early
2: Bam Adebayo, it. Dan, what are you thinking right now? You seem disappointed off the top. I don't, I don't, I don't it. love
3: it, man. It's a little bit of a panic pick. I, I wanted someone that could kind of offset Luca's bad free throw, kind of similar to what um, Aaron was describing with with Giannis. I have to do something similar with with uh, Luca, but I feel like Bam is a pretty consistent big. She's a good field goal percentage, she gives you the steals, um, very good two way player. So that that's kind of what I wanted to pair up with
2: with Luca there. Yeah, he certainly is a great two-way player. We just saw Cade Cunningham follow up your pick to him, and then Victor Wembanyama, first rookie off the board, number 25 to Jimmy's team. Uh, Jimmy, our Twitter entry, got the Joker, Victor Wembanyama, and Cade Cunningham. It's pretty, pretty darn good. Dan, you're up on the clock with 23 seconds left. Uh, Where are you thinking now?
3: Wow, man. I think I'm going to go Jimmy <laughs> butler i just don't like what's happening right now i hate the two spot man this is ugly i don't like it but should have traded your
2: pick man i got future assets
3: you know (laughs) i guess the one good thing i'll say about jimmy butler is that um the heat tried to mortgage their future to get damian lillard and their depth has been depleted so i don't know man jimmy's older but i feel like he's gonna play heavy minutes and still make an impact he was a top 12 player last year if he can get over 65 games i feel really good about that pick in the third round
2: should I mean if he, they want to be successful, he's going to have to play those type of games. I don't think they have the depth to be a, a, four, a top four team in the East, especially if Kyle Lowry is your starting point guard. Don't think that's going to hold up, but we'll see where that goes. There, I do like the Jimmy Butler pick uh, as your wrap around. We just saw Paul George, Evan Mobley go off the board. Uh, Aaron, any thoughts on the uh, last you know, four or five players being taken off the board, or Jimmy's team in particular?
4: Yeah, no, know. Um, Jimmy Butler, his team, he, he's uh, <laughs> like, like Dan said, he's, he's probably rip roaring, pissed off, ready to go, you know, and the usage is all his and they probably, you know, just going to cruise to a 70 game, you know, early round finish. I, I think that's a great pick there. You know, this is a tough section of the draft. You got guys like Paul George in there who used to be a first round player way back when, um, and, and he did that with a heavy usage guy next to him in the past. So that upside is there. The games played thing, it's tef- definitely an issue. Um, they've been kind of the uh, poster childs for the, uh, the the rest problem in the NBA. So I kind of wonder if they rebound from that and, and maybe try to prove some people wrong. Evan Mobley's got a ton of opportunity in front of him this year. Uh, so I think there's a lot of good picks that have come off the board. Uh, that James Harden pick that just came off the board, that one's an interesting one. Uh, Mark Jones out me, here baby. in Sacramento. There, there you go. Yeah, Mark Jones, you, you know, Every now and then, an announcer will break a bunch of news. And uh, he was just effusive in his praise for James Harden's workout regimen. That's one question you have with James Harden heading into a season like this. So at least we know he's in good shape. And, and, of course, the upside's there, whether he plays in Philly or not. So that's just an interesting pick. I guess I tucked my timer down here. Um, but the good news is I see DeJounte Murray staring Ooh, that's at me a good right pick. there. Yeah, I like that. We're just going to have yeah. to do that before the time runs out there. Um, you know, he's the, he's the alpha in Atlanta now. Uh, I mean, they won't come out and say it, but management's behind yeah. him and, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. So young will likely not be a Hawk for more than two years. Mari yeah, can. man. Yep.
3: Yeah. No, I feel that man. Trey has been rumored to be wanting out and looking at different places, you know, he's a clutch client. So I wouldn't be surprised if rich Paul's on the phone, trying to pair him up with another guy. Um, they invested in Dejounte Murray, so uh, and I think all of the moves that the, the corresponding moves that they've made, acquiring Sadiq Bay, giving Jalen Johnson more time, finally getting rid of John Collins, I think this is set up really well for Dejounte Murray.
2: Yeah, likewise, I think it's going to be his team here pretty shortly. And like Aaron said, it could be this year, and they just may not want to say that out loud. Um, you know, my pick of James Harden, I will defend that for a second, and just say this is eight cat league, so no turnovers. Uh, James Harden's a little more important then. Uh, why his field goal percentage and three-point percentages aren't exactly what you want. I, he will give me what I need in other categories. I just need him to play, whether that's for Philly or somebody else. But um, if he's in Philly, I think he'll be he'll be good. If he's not in Philly, uh, we'll, we'll assess that situation later here. But I did want DeJounte Murray or Jalen Brown as my backup picks. Aaron got those guys uh, – well, you got one of those guys in DeJounte Murray. Dan, I want to ask you now because we just saw in the last five picks – uh, following up to Jonte Murray, we saw Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Brown, Fred Van Vliet, Larry Markinen, Zach Levine. Of those guys in particular, um, who do you think has the most upside there? Uh, the most upside is probably
3: Kawhi Leonard if we can actually get 60 plus games out of him. But I'd, I'd actually it's say a more it's a big if. Um, I'm probably more excited about Fred Van Vliet. Um, I had him 19th in my per game rankings. And um, at this point, you know, I feel like with Ime Adoka there, he's in a different role, um, probably going to be more of a, faci- of a facilitator. I'm actually excited for him uh, and what he can do in the assist category, and I think that's going to really boon his his value here. Um, I think we could be looking at a 19 and 10 potentially kind of a ceiling for, for Fred Van Vliet here. He's got so much opportunity and, and, and talent around him. Um, this Houston Rockets team is going to be way better. So I love where uh, Kingy got Fred Van Vliet there.
2: Yeah, VFF is definitely somebody that I think could be a top 25 player by the end of the season. Uh, If he lives up to his hype, Aaron, you're about to be on the clock here after Josh decides who he wants to take. You have DeJounte Murray, Kevin Durant, and Karl-Anthony
4: Towns. What are you thinking here as you're officially on the clock? You know, my team's actually fairly balanced, so I'm thinking best player available. And uh, looking down this list, I'm I'm tempted to – I hate Shouting out player names uh before they come up. Actually, I'll hold that one back. <laughs> uh, I don't want to I don't want to put any back you never know who's I'm behind right? you. I'm behind I know, you, right? So. Seriously. I like to clean up. Um, but, I like to clean up. But we got we got a I got a great option right here. And you know, points and assists are, are they fly off the board so fast. So when I see a best player available that I like, you know, at this stage of the draft, and I can get those points and assists, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Darius Garland. Oh, and, that a, uh,
3: that's a, that's a good one, man. I want to take him in the third. I really did. I really did.
2: Yeah. it's a yeah, great player for the fourth now. round. It's, it is. I mean, I'm looking at now Jalen Brunson, uh, Jamal Murray. If I wanted to really go hard on rebounds and blocks, I could probably add Walker Kessler here in the spot or maybe take a flyer on Chet Holmgren. But honestly, I'm not in love with any of these guys. I, uh, I wanted what you just did, Aaron. I wanted Darius Garland, man. You
4: got Ooh. 15 seconds. To find his replacement, <laughs> you know
2: what? Uh, I uh, my replacement. I'd be happy with this replacement in real life. Fantasy. We'll see if he lives up to the hype. I'm going to go Jalen Brunson here. I don't think Julius Randle is going to be a Nick uh, for very, very long. I think Brunson is loved there by all. I think that he was the best signing they've got, um, maybe in the last, you know, five to ten years. Shit. It's been a long time. Chet Holmgren off that the was board the name now. Name right there. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? What's your thoughts? I, I love Chet this season, man. He's he's
3: around cheaper than than Victor, and I think they're going to have a similar skill set. Victor's probably going to score more points, but um, for what I saw in that first debut of the, the Slim Bowl, man, they're both going to be amazing for fantasy. The blocks, the the shooting, the athleticism, and it's just going to be crazy. So, yeah, I think they're both warranted in the third and the fourth round.
2: Aaron, did I make the wrong decision in taking Brunson over Holmgren? <laughs>
4: You know, I, I mean, you got a safe play is what you got. And and Chet, there's a lot of variability oh, there. We don't know him. how much he's going to get the ball. But one thing I love about Chet is he loves to cut. So you're getting the three mm-hmm. point shooting, you're getting the cuts, it's going to uh, factor into some good efficiency for the kind of player he is, the blocks, and then the who knows, I mean, we just don't know how good he can be. It looks like he could be very good. So I, I, I was looking at chat with my pick, but Brunson, I mean, talk about a safe pick in the fourth round. So you, you should be happy there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I am happy, but we do know no risk, no reward. Uh, Dan, your final pick here before we say goodbye to you guys. What do you got? so boring, man. I'm, just, oh, I'm a just, Bulls fan, and I hate I that. I know, I know, I
3: know. I don't like it either, man. But, like, he's a good Roto guy, man. Like, he has great percentages. He's a bucket, and Chicago didn't do anything this offseason, so um, I'm high on – I'm not, not going to say I'm high on him, but I think there's just a very safe floor with DeMar DeRozan in a Roto League.
2: Yeah, safe floor for a 33-win team. Sure, sure. Aaron <laughs> drafted DeJounte Murray, Darius Garland, Kevin Durant, and Cat in his first four picks. Dan Titus selected Luka Doncic, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Gentlemen, Aaron, you go first. Who won? You or Dan? Oh, between me and Dan? Not me.
4: (laughs) It Uh, was not You know what? I got got lucky, I guess, because I didn't have the two pick, which I also hate. So I'll take me, but it was luck.
2: All right. Dan, I think we agree on that one here. (laughs) Uh, So, guys, before you get out of here, tell everyone where you can find your work at before we start this fifth round.
4: Well, if I'm going first, you can find it at sportsethos.com and uh, check out the Brewski 150, which is on sale right now.
3: And you can find me on Twitter, Dan Titus, and uh, my work at Yahoo Sports. So,
2: yeah, tap in with us. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate your expertise and you guys joining the Red World Basketball Show. Best of luck the rest of the draft, Uh, especially you, Dan. You're going to need it, my man. (laughs) Appreciate you. As a reminder, everyone, bring in our next guest. Before we do that, we're going to talk about the Sunday night football game on NBC. Bill's Mafia will be out in full force this Sunday night when Josh Allen and company take on Daniel Jones and the Giants and Buffalo. Coverage on the game starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC.
6: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play?
2: Did you tip your tiara to a Creole
6: princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters
2: and Peacock. Uh, if I'm betting that game, I'll be taking Buffalo, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what the number is. The Giants are bad. All right. We got two more coming in to join us here. Raphael jo- jo- Johnson of roto World. I don't know why I struggle to say that when we do the show every single week together. Yeah. And then uh, Dan Besbris of Sports Ethos is on here. I'm going to ask you guys both the same question. Before you talk about your teams, Ralph, you're going to have to judge Dan's team <laughs> and, Dan, you're going to have to judge Aaron's team. Uh, so, Ralph, <laughs> go
5: first. So I'm judging Dan's team. Okay. Yes, so far your coworker. Got... Oh, my co coworker. Okay. So you had me confused. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm judging Dan's team I'm on with right now. But Dan Titus doesn't seem too thrilled with his squad based on what he's saying in the chat right now. Um, I do like the Bam out of biopic especially in a, a league where you're punting turnovers. Um, they let him facilitate at times, and the point guard situation in Miami seems to be a bit up in the air right now, so I think Bam may have more opportunities to make plays. Um, he had four turnovers last night in their preseason opener. Not great, but again, we're in an eight-cat league where you're punting, where turnovers don't matter. I think Bam's going to give you pretty good value there, so I have no issue with that one. DeRozan's kind of a safe pick. Uh, Luka, you can't can't really complain about Luca, especially in a league where you don't value turnovers at all. Jimmy Butler doing his thing. Um, Tyrese Maxey, I like his upside. So I think Dan should be a bit happier with his team than he sounded like in this portion <laughs> of the uh, the chat here. No,
2: yeah, I mean, I was giving a little bit of a hard time. I'm gonna continue to do that. But the other Dan, Dan Besmer is the one that's on live with us. Uh, you just drafted so far. You have Kyrie Irving. Jalen Brown, Darren Fox, Giannis, and you just went Jared Allen. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty attractive team. It would be a phenomenal starting five on a court.
7: Yeah, you know, I thought I'd have a little fun today. I never punt free throw. (laughs) And so today I figured, why not? Giannis got to me at nine. um, And then you got to rack up points early on. If you can get guys that are also kind of meh at free throw shooting, where maybe you you get them at a, a... advantageous spot wrap up some points get some assists early on some steals because the big man stats when you're punting free throw you can grab those middle rounds and uh that's kind of what i just got into now with jared allen so um we'll see how it goes it's not something i do all the time
2: but uh thought it was something that might be fun to do today yeah no i uh, i definitely think this show or this this team in particular is gonna be up there for uh, one of the better teams so far through the uh through the first five rounds. Oh did you want um, me to
7: clown on Aaron's team? I can do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean his team I thought his team was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Pretty good.
7: I know, I just like to pick on my boss. Uh I love Kevin Durant in the first. I probably I like him maybe a little bit later because you take a little bit of that injury stuff, but cat two, DeJounte three. I love that one a lot. Garland four, uh wraps up the assists issue, and then he got Vooch in the fifth, which everybody knows is like my mascot as slow plotting <laughs> center. Um, but that's why I thought I'd switch it up today. Cause everybody knows I usually go with the boring old guys. So for this one, I thought I'd go uh, exciting
2: guys who can't shoot free throws. <laughs> uh, can't believe Vucevic is one of your mascots. That's uh, mm. I'm a bulls fan, man. You can have him. Uh, <laughs> I've been, just... I've been mm. ready for him to be traded after the first year and a half marker, but fantasy value. I mean, he does do everything. He's an all around guy here. Uh Raf, you got pretty good team going yourself. You got SGA, shot Gildich Alexander, Devin Booker, OG Anuobi, Pascal Siakam, and Chet Holmgram. We were uh talking up the Chet holmgren pick because I was considering that in the last round. How are you feeling about your team and uh where are you going next? In case you want to give feel me pretty. one of the guys you're looking at, you know, because I'm up before you.
5: Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you anybody I'm looking at um <laughs> in terms of my next pick, but I like where my team is right now. I think the chet pick. I saw it because, you know, I was at a point in the draft board where it's like, you know, he's not going to be on the board when my next pick comes around, so I might as well go for it now. Uh, high upside pick. I don't think there's a two-round difference between him and Victor Wimbanyama if we're talking fantasy, personally. So that's why, you know, see Victor go off the board at 25 in this draft. I have no issue with that because, you know, first pick of the third round, it's probably not going to be there when they come back at the end of the fourth, so. I think in a lot of drafts, once Victor goes off the board, the chat watch is really going to start. Because like I said, I don't think there's a huge difference between the two personally.
8: Yeah,
2: no, I'm actually right there with you. And that was, uh, I thought one of the sharper picks in the draft, a lot of high high upside there. And uh, he was on both you and Dan Titus's uh, rookie watch for this season. I'm on the clock right now with 30 seconds to go. Um, Can you guys tell me? Cause I just got sniped. Um, can you guys tell me <laughs> if John Morant would be crazy right now, or he's probably a little bit later, right? Even though he's going to be out a little yeah. crazy. Cause I, I think been. I'm gonna, I'm punting turnover. I mean, there's no turnovers here and I got James Harden, which was a risky pick. I think I'm going to go Jalen. If you can hang
7: in there for the first, yeah. you know, two months, then it's not nuts, but you got to make sure that your guys are very durable and you can get off to a fast start everywhere else. Um, uh, Because if you can kind of get out in front on Ja and survive, then it's outstanding. But you might find yourself, you know, 10th, 11th place if anybody else on your team gets hurt those first two months. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I decided not to go Jha I went Jalen Green for the Rockets. I think uh, he's going to have an improved season. Obviously, he's going to get better and better for the next couple of years. And Ralph, you just went France Wagner after. Um, And then Tyler Hero we saw off the board, too. What are you thinking about uh, Wagner? General, did you uh, you like that pick? And um, were you looking at Jalen Green at all? Did I snipe you? Did no, you say,
5: yeah. I, I think Jalen's going to be improved. Um, they've got some adults in the room, not counting Dylan Brooks after what he did last night. But I think in terms of the maturity level, having veterans who value winning um, and can put those young guys in positions where they can be successful, I think Jalen Green and Alper and Shingun will be much improved players this year. Uh, Green, the efficiency has been an issue for him from a fantasy standpoint. I think that will improve some. So, yeah, I don't really mind it, it where you got him at 68, uh, 67. Uh, Franz Wagner, I think he and Paolo Bancaro are the two guys I really like on that roster in Orlando as far as fantasy is concerned. He can make plays you know, for himself and his teammates, play off the ball. He's just a really good all-around player. I think he's a relatively safe fantasy pick at this point in the draft where I got him.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree. All around, does everything you need. He's definitely a double-double, triple-double option um, every single game. I think this is where the draft is starting to get very difficult. Dan, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but as I kind of look over my next few guys I'm looking at, I don't feel very confident in a lot of these guys for an entire season.
7: Yeah, I mean, this is a spot where I think um, the best advice is don't wait around anymore. Once you get to about 75, the next 30-40 guys on the board are all fair game. Um, the Yahoo board does a pretty good job near the top end of at least kind of clumping guys roughly where they should be, but now it's you go get your guy. And then certainly for my team, I'm looking at it from this messy punt free throw standpoint. Do I have enough of the things that I need to be good in? Do I need to be hunting the categories that i still kind of want to win where they're harder to get um i got my two centers in the last two picks in jared allen and rudy gobert do i need another one here do i wait a little bit longer because there is there's so many centers this year but they do kind of run out almost immediately after the 105 110 range so uh a lot to think about in this range I think you probably just go get the guy you like the best. Um, even if that dude is ranked, at, you know, pre-ranked or X ranked or whatever it's called this year mm-hmm. at like 95 instead of 70, just go do it. Um, Cause this is, a, this is kind of a no man's land.
2: Yeah. Seventh round 77th overall pick. Ralph is on the clock. I have one center, Ralph. Don't take a center. What are you doing? Um, now you gotta take a center. <laughs>
5: yeah, I'm just gonna take Chris Paul. Um, there you go. Ooh. It's it's really weird to have him this low in drafts at this, given what all that he's done in his career. But you understand it, you know. He's going to a loaded roster. Um, Steve Kerr has said that he's got six starters. Obviously, you know, if Draymond's not back in time for the start of regular season, you'll have a neat five right there. But I don't know, Chris Paul is set in. Where'd I get him? 77. He could be really good value, but I don't think he's going to be the type of player that's going to completely just fall off of a cliff just because he's joined that team.
2: Yeah, I'm with you here. I'm going to I'm on the clock and I've been I'm panicking a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to take Jonas Valanciunas. Um, Is that a bad pick, Dan, for someone that has one center? Jaron Jackson is technically not even a true center. I'm not a big fan of that one. I'll try to be as as gentle with my no, no, no. Give, <laughs> give it to me give it to no. me yeah. so
7: when that team was healthy last year jv was outside the top 150 he kind of did his damage when zion and ingram were both on the shelf mm. um we've heard that they want to play zion at center we know larry nance is kind of their go-to defensive big i just think it's going to be hard for jv to find, find more than about 24 minutes a game this year um could he get to the hundred range maybe, um, and he doesn't blow up your free throw percent, so that's one little mark in his favor, but you do have some other centers that I think I would have veered into probably before JV.
2: Yeah, there's uh, Brooke Lopez, Clint Capella, uh, Jacob Podal. I wasn't feeling very confident in a lot of these guys. Um, We didn't get to mention Jimmy, our Twitter entry, with 72nd and 73rd picks, selected Ben Simmons and Draymond Green back-to-back. Wow. Are we, are we ripping
7: Jim in A new one? Well, I'm oh, only wow. upset. <laughs> so, so I'm just upset because yeah. I'm punting free throws. What are yeah, do you doing you know? here?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a bit early for both of those guys, but you can't really argue the potential upside of Ben Simmons. Um, you know, like, like Dan mentioned, if you're in a free throw punt, he's an optimal guy. I think you're yeah. hoping to get him closer to 100 than 72, 73. But again, I agree with Dan. At this point in drafts, if you know your guys, go get them. Because, you know, if you're picking at the beginning or the end of a round, guy you pass up then may not be on the board when it comes back around to you. So, might as well just go for it. Yeah, and Dan just when I got
2: my guy, John
7: <laughs> Moran. Yeah.
5: So Sorry, I, pick. I had to with the
7: punt free throw build on top of everything else. I, I'm, I'm putting a lot on the shoulder or the knees of Giannis and the <sighs> – I don't know what of Kyrie in my top 2 to stay on the court and play but um I think I'm far enough along I got six guys I trust of uh, my team can hang in there like top 8 through the first 2 months getting Jaw into a punt free throw build at that junk like I had to I had to he's a behemoth in a punt free throw team
2: Yeah I don't know what I was thinking how did I consider Jaw Moran in the 6th round but then I got Valentinus in the 7th round before I took Moran and <laughs> yeah, watch you snipe him sure. live I on the cool. show this, ladies and gentlemen, this is literally how you lose a fantasy league uh, live, what I just did. Bon, um, hosting, hosting
7: is hard, man. Give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. It's hard to yeah. talk the whole way through and also do things that are reasonable.
2: Well, your team would have looked a little different because uh, when we started the show, I was still doing the read-throughs, and I selected uh, Jason Tatum, but I went to select Giannis. and said, oh, wait, wait, no, I want Tatum, not Giannis. Um, so your <laughs> team could have looked slightly different if I was a worse host, but luckily we are not uh ralph well thanks andrew wiggins just went off the board at 86 he's someone that we were talking about a lot the past two weeks cal kuzma marcus smart also um between 82 and 87 um anything you like in here that's been coming off the board anything you're looking at coming up as well
5: um i like the cut wait where did kuzma goes i'm not finding him 7 oh okay
2: yeah 83rd pick overall noah took him
5: Yeah, I think he's someone that could be a very effective, you know, fantasy player. My one concern would be the percentages because when you look at a team like Washington and say, oh, he and Jordan Poole can shoot all the time. Well, sometimes that's a problem when you can shoot all the time because if you're off, well, yeah, there goes your percentage. So I I think if any, I think Kuzma's going to be an effective guy. Marcus Smart, if you drafted John Morant, I think he's someone to immediately kind of target. Just because he's going to be the starting point guard for those 25 games. So, um, smart, solid pick. Nothing spectacular about him, but I don't really think you can complain. And Aaron just took Mark Williams off the board, which is very upsetting. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I looked at him and I was like, he's a lot higher than I expected him in ADP. Um, right now, I mean, I'm going to be honest, my chew sucks. I am literally, I was so confident when I brought you guys on, and I just feel the confidence dwindling from me here. Um, Austin Reeves, Tobias Harris, Jabari Smith Jr., Keegan Murray, Scoot Henderson. Um, I don't know if I really want any of those guys right now with seven seconds to go.
7: Uh oh, we're not, (sighs) Um, we're just, yeah, we're gonna just sit in silence here and make you wear it.
2: Honestly, I'm gonna double up on the Rockets here and I'm gonna take Jamari Smith. Um, in addition to having Jalen Green already, so one of these two guys got to work out for me, right, guys? Sure. (laughs) I mean, I don't want any parts of the Rockets day-to-day betting or, you know, but fantasy, I'll take them. Take I would trust Jabari
7: over Jalen Green from a fantasy standpoint at least. Raph, what do you think?
5: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, oh, you're on the hmm. clock now. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw yeah, it to you. Yeah, right? no worries. It, I, I'm just going to play We're it relatively part. safe here and take Quint Capella. Uh, yeah. Won't do the free throws any good, but whatever.
7: Yeah, no, that's a that's a perfectly reasonable spot to get Capella at 92. I mean, this is a guy who was, even if you weren't punting free throws, I think he was, what, top 40-ish, mm-hmm. 41 last year, like yeah. 50 slots deeper. There's not a big changing of the guard happening in Atlanta as much as we all might want it to be. Yeah. He's still the starting center there, so I like that a lot.
5: At most, it'll be a timeshare down there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of scared. I do think, yeah, Anyaka and Kong was gonna definitely take a step forward. He's uh was very young when he was drafted 18 or 19 years old. I was gonna say I considered Capella, but I didn't want to punt free throw percentages so far. Josh Giddy is my worst worst free throw shooter percentage wise at 73%. Um so I feel like I'm hanging in there in that category. Uh before you guys get out of here though, can you guys rate your squads and tell me kind of what you're looking for um in the last last four or five rounds? Ralph, you want to go Starting with you, Dan? Oh, uh, go ahead, yeah, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
7: here I am trying to step aside. Um, so I think from a punt free throw standpoint, my team is pretty good. Um, I actually, uh, Josh took a few of the guys I was eyeballing earlier on. He took Randall in the fifth. That was the guy I wanted there to get some more assists out of a big man spot. Um, he took Pirtle in the seventh. That was another guy that got, I got sniped on, but I, I still had jaw available. Um, and then Kuzma was another guy that I was looking at that didn't make it to me because I, I you want to make sure you shore up points um, in, a, in a punt three or a punt free throw bill. That's something that's kind of tough to get when you load up on uh, big men that rebound and block shots and stuff like that. But overall, you know, it's it's a goofball team for me. I don't usually punt free throw, but I think I think I uh, comported myself relatively well in that effect today. So not bad. I give myself like a seven.
2: A seven. I, I would give you a slightly higher grade than that, but I'm also a man that uh when you look at it from, for what it is, your team has a lot of really good players and good names. So um I would give you more like an eight, 8.5, Dan, you're selling Thank yourself you. a little short here today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Ralph, what do you think
5: of your team? And uh tell the people, of course, where to find your work daily too. Um Well, I'm pretty pleased with it right now. You know, outside of Capella, I don't have any egregiously bad foul shooters. So I think I should be fine in that category. SGA, Devin Booker, can't really complain about that backcourt pairing. Siakam's another high usage guy. Um, I like the upside of Chet Holmgren. I think that's going to be the biggest thing that he can potentially swing fantasy league teams. You know, if he plays to the level that a lot of us think he can, that's a guy who could potentially be a league winner, even if he's not being picked in like the second or third round of drafts. So I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing um, in terms of the work check me out at Roto world. And obviously we have the Roto world basketball show every Wednesday at this time.
2: Yeah. And that's what we're doing right here. And Dan, thank you of course for joining us as well. Tell us about a little bit about sports ethos and where your work's at.
7: Yeah. I forgot to do that. Didn't I? Uh, sports You can find me on Twitter at Dan Vesperus, where I spend entirely
2: too much time. Like I'm sure we <laughs> all do. <laughs> uh, we appreciate both of you guys for competing in today's draft and sharing us, uh, your knowledge Best of luck for the rest of the draft to both you guys. Uh, and as a reminder, everyone watching and listening, we're on Amazon Music. You just go to Amazon.com backslash NBC Sports uh, to find everything there, NBC Sports. And we got another. Have you ever brought your magic to
6: Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play.
2: Did you tip your tiara to a Creole
6: princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches.
1: But there's only one Mick Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this
2: juicy gem of a detour. Group of guys coming on, ready to deliver great fantasy expertise to you. Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy and Basketball Monster, Noah Rubin of our very own Rotor world and Adam Stock of Elite fantasy basketball gentlemen it has been quite the draft it's actually my turn and I didn't even know that I have eight seconds um we're gonna take Scoot Henderson uh because he's supposed to be pretty good I heard uh, no but I do think he's gonna be awesome and obviously Portland's a very very young team with a lot going on this past week um so let's start with Josh Josh tell us a little bit about your team and uh how you're doing today
8: Well, I'm just about to come up for my picks. I'm just thinking about what I'm going to do. I'm just waiting for Aaron to make his selection. My team started off with Steph, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with how it's looked so far. I thought getting Middleton at ninety something with And even if it doesn't work out, like yeah, I'm okay with getting him there. So I'm pretty happy with the values that have dropped to me. But I am having a little bit of trouble figuring out what I'm going to do here. Because there's a guy that's sitting there that I do want, but he doesn't necessarily fit my team 100%. But let's do it anyway. I am going to pick 104. I'm not passing up on Anyaka Okonwu. So I'll just take him there. Mm. I love that pick. I actually consider
2: him with my last pick, uh, but he was third in my queue. Um, Scoot Henderson was actually second, and I still took him anyways. (coughs) But uh, I love Anyaka Anyaka Okonwu. We just talked about him because Clint Capella just came off the board in the last round. And uh, we do think Inyaka is going to be splitting minutes. It's going to be more of a two-man group there. So big fan of that pick. Noah, how are you doing? Uh, What do you think about your team? Because uh, we were looking at your team, which is a marvelous team. And you start off with Damon Lillard, uh, which we are all big fans of.
9: Yeah, I was hoping to get LaMelo there and then had to pivot and go Dame. And then I was hoping to get Trey Young. And then Adam took that from me. So... It was uh, not exactly what I was planning to start with, but I still like my team so far. Ended up trying something new by kind of punting both percentages and blocks, so it's not anything I've done before. I'm not sure how effective it'll be in a cap, but I uh, I like some of the picks I have made, and I went very forward heavy. Now I got to try and figure out center at some point, but <laughs>
2: uh, I'm a fan. I went very guard heavy because we don't have turnovers in here, and Adam. Uh, you just had back-to-back picks while we were talking. You went Joseph Nurkick and Trey Jones. Honestly, I think those. I th- I think
6: that is the first time I picked either guy uh, this year. But I had such <laughs> Thank a. Thank you for doing <laughs> it. That's such an iffy fifth round and sixth round that it, it, I wouldn't say I'm on tilt. But my team is going into these rounds in a pretty rough spot in rebounds and steals. Uh, so my hands are kind of tied. And uh, the two picks before me were killing me because I was going to go Trent and Collins. That was my original. Uh, so I'm not too thrilled about that. So this has been the story of my draft. I thought I had a pretty good first four rounds. I was going to punt field goal percentage, uh, AD, um, uh, who who I went Trey, then Levine, then Poole. Pretty pretty good for a cap. And then I got squeezed at at the end of the five six. Just a brutal spot for the 12th uh, spot. Yeah. And then since then I've been kind of scrambling. Got lucky with Brook uh, just to get, bring blocks back. But my rebounds and steals have been struggling all draft. So that's what these two picks were
2: about. Yeah, I almost took Brooke. i considered him because I have Jaron Jackson. I was like, if I have Jackson and Lopez, like I win blocks. You can, no one beats me in blocks. Yeah. Um, so I do like that pick there. But yeah, Anthony Simons, Markel Fultz, uh, Trey Jones after that. Uh definitely interesting, intriguing picks, more fantasy picks than anything. Uh, but what I really want to talk about is let me Noah just did this. Russell Westbrook off the board. What do you yeah, he- what are you thinking?
9: i uh well again another guy that i don't usually draft is a very different build for me than what i'm used to but his field goal percentage will be pretty low his free throw percentage will be pretty low and he's not really going to get any blocks but he'll be able to help me with some rebounds assists a little bit of points here and there but so yeah and that's another good point is ACAT, so no turnovers so not too concerned about that so everything that westbrook does bad i'm not too concerned about so I, i like his fit with my team
2: I'm not going to lie. I couldn't draft him. I already took James Harden. So there's no way I could take (laughs) Russell Westbrook, but lucky list isn't a turnovers league. So that definitely helps me out uh, a little bit here. Uh, I'm on the clock now and I'm kind of torn, but I think I I keep going with these very young guys right now. I'm looking between Benedict Matherin and RJ Barrett. Uh, I do think RJ Barrett stepped up a lot last season, but in fantasy, I don't, I don't really want any parts of that. Um, do any of you guys have any opinions here? I mean, it's Sh- Shaden Sharp's on the board, Spencer Dinwiddie.
8: I suggest taking the guys that I don't want to take. <laughs> so um, maybe you could uh, – I don't know. Who, who can you take here? Who, I was going to say John Collins, but he just went. Um, I'm not big on Jaden McDaniels, who's sitting at the top there. But uh, an interesting one, I don't know what you, you other guys think. At this spot, i got no problem pulling the trigger on, on Trey Murphy, really, because he will be back, and this is pretty good value.
9: I like the Shaden Sharp pick. I like him a lot this year. I think you, uh, Vaughn, didn't you already get Scoot Henderson, if I'm not mistaken? So you get uh, a lot of offense there with the uh, young guys in Portland.
6: Yeah, they'll be fun to watch for sure. They're going to probably like score 120 and allow 130. So for fantasy purposes, it will be a, a good time.
8: What do you guys think about sharp? Because... I was pretty interested heading into the season. I thought there was a chance Simons might be moved. I'm very much down on Sharp at the moment. His like peripheral stats last season were putrid until everybody went out and he was the only guy. Right, he was averaging like one assist a game. He was doing nothing. And now, I believe he's going to be the sixth man. There's Aiton, Grant, Simon, Scooter, all going to take shots. So he's not going to have full run of everything. I'm just worried that he might like be like a 16 point guy who plays 29 minutes and gets one assist and three rebounds. I'm not sure that that. At this point, who cares? Like, it's the end of the draft. But yeah. I'm not sure that that full breakout, The as much as we think the runway is cleared because Dame is gone, I, I don't think it is.
6: Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's going to be, like, a two-cat guy, like, points and threes and, and not much else. Like, 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 I guess in a shutdown scenario, maybe late in the season, but they're probably not going to shut down, like, Scoot and stuff like that. So the touches probably, like, are never really going to be huge at any point this year. It's not like last year where you knew, like, the vets were probably going down so he would get, like, some run possibly during the fantasy playoffs, but this year, probably
8: not. Yeah, that, that's that's my worry with him. Is it that it just, I think he's going to be a really good player and I would have loved to have seen him and Scoot as the starting backcourt, but that's just not going to happen. That's not what they're doing. And he's going to be down the offensive pecking order um, because of all those guys who are going to get their, their touches. And that's really the only way where I thought he could have this really big breakout is by being up the top there in usage. And I just don't think he's going to be there.
6: Yeah, I think it might be so-so as long as Simons is there. I I just think the defense of that, if you go with those three, is going to be pretty rough from a real basketball standpoint. I guess it's fine for now when you're trying to lose, but I think long-term, probably something's going to happen there. Uh, I would say it has to, yeah.
2: And we are now entering the 11th round, gentlemen. Uh, Paul Reed was the first name off the board in the 11th round. Kobe Kobe White finished the 10th round. We are in the dog days of the fantasy board right now.
8: Um, <laughs> right. well, Jimmy, Jimmy's doing mine. They're, they're my two real guys that I love getting late. Is White and Reed, and he's just back to back them at ten and eleven. Um, because he, my strategy is going to be like once we get into these last rounds, once you have filled out your starters, just just do something. Like there's no point getting a guy at 120 who might be the 110th best player that doesn't do you anything. Get a guy who might jump 30 spots. He also might not. And that's yeah to me the classic case of of a Paul Reed in that area that. If he does somehow play 26 minutes or starts over PJ Tucker or trades happen, whatever, like he's going to break the top 100 easy, or he plays 15 minutes as a backup and you drop him after the first day of the season and get somebody else rather than take like a. Uh, I'm always, I always use Harrison Barnes. Like, I'm not going to take Harrison Barnes in round 12 because what the hell is he going to give me? Where's the upside? And it's just <laughs> non existent.
2: Yeah, no, I, I like that call there. I didn't even consider Paul Reed, someone I didn't look at at all. Um, Adam, who. Are some guys you think that could jump, you know, 20, 30 spots in fantasy value right now? I'm kind of upset that uh, Ralph, uh, my co-worker for this podcast, just took Benedict Matherin. And I was the only person to get auto-drafted on the show uh, so far. And that was my last pick. And I was going to take Benedict Matherin with that pick. And they gave me Shaden Sharp. Uh, so now I'm stuck in no man's land. And we're going to take Trey Murphy. Uh, cause I believe Noah said something about Trey Murphy or Josh 22, Adam, uh, back to you again, what do you think about a couple guys that could, uh, you know, shoot up the draft boards here and the season?
6: Yeah, I, I like the Knicks reserves late. I think, I think hard already, already went, but, um, him and uh, quickly are kind of like two guys I usually, uh, look, look at late Hart was really good after the trade. Doesn't necessarily have to start, uh, to be a mid round guy, especially if you're punting like points or or threes or something quickly was just like so good down the stretch. Like he definitely has, has my attention. I, I think his role a little bit up in the air, but I think he's like a legitimately good real like player now. So I think the minutes will probably be there. And he, he's just a guy that produces a line that usually is tricky to finally, like he's going to be one of the better scores, uh, in the final rounds Going to be a nice, uh, source of assists. Uh, wasn't a big free throw guy because he had a down here from the line last year but i think there's a chance he'll probably bounce back given what he did in his first two years and uh what he did in uh, uh, college uh eason too although that's probably going to be a roller coaster but he'll be very good when the minutes
2: are there and noah you're on the board right now so let's get to you you got 40 seconds to go
9: what are you thinking Yeah, a lot of the guys I usually like taking late have already gone at this point because they're starting to go up draft boards. I know Asar Thompson's been a guy that you're able to get around 10 or 11. I know it's late round 11 now, so not surprised that he's gone. I think he went a couple of rounds ago though, but I'm going to go with Dennis Schroeder. Again, don't really love any of the picks, but I'm kind of, like I said, punting percentages. He's a low field goal percentage guy, but he'll be able to get me some more assists there. So hopefully I can be pretty strong in that area. Um, And now I need to try and figure out what am I going to do for my second one? <laughs> and
2: uh, hopefully you don't take the two guys I'm looking at. I think Josh is still drafting before me uh, as well, a couple oh, other I people. so Yeah, um, I- I'm in a sticky situation here, but uh, Noah, 20 seconds left. Any more indication where you're going?
9: Oh, man. Um, I think I'll go with a fun pick. Just because I need another center, I'll take an upside swing on Derek right, Lively. Lively. Doesn't you know? He'll be high field goal percentage, high blocks, and that doesn't really fit my build. But taking an upside swing the last round is what I was looking to do, and I'm pretty sure he's my second center I've drafted. So I just kind of needed another.
2: Josh, what do you think about Derek Lively? And uh, uh, break down your last pick as well.
9: I
8: think Derek Lively has to be drafted in all drafts. Like, even if he plays 20 minutes. There's legitimate potential of 1.8, two blocks a game. And that's what the last round's for. Like, let's see. Is he going to be the starter? Is he going to play 25 minutes, 21 minutes? Who knows? But again, like, I'd rather do that than take someone where there's no upside in what they can do or it takes seven injuries for them to get into a spot of value. So I think you've got to take in these block shots at a really high rate in preseason. Is he ready? Probably not. But that's that's what we do. It's what we have to do in that spot. Um in any of these drafts, is it, to me like you could look at, yeah, there's no point in drafting Kavon Looney there as my center because I just don't think the upside is there versus taking uh, a lively there because if he does pop off, like that's great and that just doesn't appear on the wire. Whereas those mid upside players, so many of those guys just cycle through on your waiver wire all season. Yeah, you
2: have your last pick here coming up, the fi-
8: the final mm. pick for all of us. Uh,
2: where are you going? You're on the clock Sorry. right
8: now, I am on the clock, so let's just have a look. Um, you don't really know which direction. Oh, you know what I'm going to do here, I think. I mean, you don't know because I haven't said it. I think I'm going to take uh, – oh, I'm going to try this one. I'm going to take Jalen Johnson. I don't think he's going to start, but he did start yesterday with DeAndre Hunter not playing, and he looked good. And I've got the Atlanta forward combination there with Bay and Johnson. One of them is going to do something, I'm guessing. So let's see what it is. Oh man, I do like your pick. That's a high upside pick. Bojan Bogdanovic comes off the board at one
2: thirty eight to Aaron Bruski, but uh, one thirty six is the pick that I'm upset about. Dan Besbris stole two of my players already. Now he just stole a third in Jaden Ivey. I felt like that was a great twelfth round pick. That was a that was a great way to end my my draft night. Um, and now I don't know what I'm gonna do because Christian Wood is my backup, and I'm like, do I want to do that?
8: But no, you don't <sighs> want to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like these names are terrible when I have 10 seconds left. Like bulbul Brandon Miller, Mike Conley, Kevin Porter. We're going RJ Barrett, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna keep this Knicks train rolling. I don't even like the Knicks, but uh Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett, they made their way to V Money's Vortex. Um <laughs> Adam, uh what are you thinking um about your team in general here? I think we all are wrapped up with our picks. Uh, so let's just recap our, our um, teams, what went right, what went wrong, uh, starting with you. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's not bad. I, I've definitely done better, but I,
6: I don't think it's really possible to do that that good out, out of the 12 spot. Like that, that's unfortunately just the nature of a snake, snake drafts. If you're in the 12 spot, uh, you're probably going to get screwed. I, th- I think it's a decent spot for the first four rounds, but that five, six is really tough, especially if you're punted field goal percentage. I kind of learned the hard way. Like you, you hope guys like Vooch and Randall are going to drop so you can grab a big, but they probably won't. So, so I think that's a bit of a tough range uh, for picks. I liked, like I like my top four: Young, Levine, Pool, AD. Uh, I think I got a little lucky with Brooke. I needed him because of the blocks. I like that pick. I like the Easton pick. Simmons is okay, but I just worry about the late season um, availability. Not crazy over Nurk or Trey Jones, but I, I got stuck there. Just a classic case of kind of getting. Stuck at the end of a run and you don't really like anybody. So you just kind of not pick random guys, but just like take a couple of mediocre picks and try to hopefully it's better the next time around. So overall, I don't know, seven, 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 five.
2: Seven, not too bad. I'm looking at uh, the projected stats for this season so far and they rank my team as last. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as long as your team's not as bad as mine, they say, but it's okay. Uh, we could take that one to the chest. Noah. Uh, what do you think about your team? And, of course, um, we'll, Adam, I want you to tell us where to find your work, but we'll get back to that in a second. Noah, sure. tell about your work and uh, your team as well.
9: Yeah, so, again, very different build for me. Was hoping to start off with Lamelo and Trey and then got sniped in both my first two picks. But uh, I did end up liking uh, some of the guys getting Lowry in late third round. I was very happy with that. I'm. I would definitely take him early third round, potentially late second round. So I'm happy to get him around later. And then some other guys I really liked was getting Andrew Wiggins round eight, Zach Collins round nine, really high on both of them this year. I think that they will be significantly better than where they're going currently in Yahoo leagues. Um, So happy overall with the build Uh, was more experimental for me, but I still pretty happy with uh, the team, but yeah, a lot of my work, as you mentioned, just uh, doing stuff with Roto world, working on our draft guide and pumping out quite a bit of content for that. A lot of, Fun columns to read, good info there. We've been working hard on that. And then I also uh, host the Take Me Later podcast, which does a bit of Dynasty, focusing more on Redraft right now, but overall more Dynasty over at Fantasy Basketball International.
2: Yeah, my team's looking more like a Dynasty team. I'd have to say the average age is maybe like 23.7. Some of these guys can barely even drink. That's what's Uh, fun. Yeah, that's what makes this fun. Josh, I like your team a lot. Um, You have a team where the names pop very at the top. Uh, you got Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Julius Randall, Chris Middleton, DeAndre. And um, talk a little bit about those guys, but also about the depth behind them on your team.
8: Yeah, look, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. I was debating a pick two, whether I go Booker or Mitchell, ended up with Mitchell. I don't think it makes a huge difference there. Obviously, like if Kawhi plays 60 games, my team is really strong. If he plays 40, then I'm cooked. But, you know, I'm, I've got a, I've got a level of confidence in him, especially when I'm talking um, round three. Happy to get a couple of upside flyers later on, get the value with Chris Middleton in there. Like Bay and Johnson may not work out. One of them might. They both might. Who knows? They could start together. I've got no idea. But that's about just taking a little crack there. The one I was really annoyed that I missed out on was um, Matherin, and I wanted to get Kobe mm-hmm. White in one of those last rounds. So I just really think there's strong value in getting those guys um Late also, Vaughn, I wouldn't be too disheartened by those projected standings because I'll tell you what happens, right? <laughs> really. Because you look at I'm looking at Donovan Mitchell's projected stats. He's projected to take 700 more field goal attempts this season but make six fewer free throws, and that is what those standings are based on. So, yeah, I, I'd suggest taking those numbers with a little bit of a grain of salt.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a great point there, talking about that. And you named uh, two interesting guys there. Benek Mathner is someone I really wanted to uh kobe white not as much as a bulls fan i laughed when they said big point guard battle in chicago as caruso versus kobe white i said okay uh but kobe white definitely upside of scoring 15 points per game uh adding a couple assists and steals uh josh tell them where to find your work and adam can you follow them up as well
8: sure i i uh host the locked on fantasy basketball podcast youtube channel i work at basketball monster and we do projections for fantasy basketball that's what i do And Adam?
6: Uh, Yeah, I'm the guy at Elite Fantasy Basketball. It's a very uh, strategy-heavy site. If you're into punting, uh, really team build, uh, it's probably a pretty good option for you. Got projections, really detailed punting guides, pairing guides, top 150s for various settings. A lot of content there. Worth checking out.
2: Yes, I, I encourage everyone to go check out all their work from Josh. Noah and Adam. I appreciate all three of you guys coming on and dropping expertise. It was awesome. And I'd say you guys all did better than me, but we can only wait and find that out if that's true or not. That's true. Uh, So as a reminder, if you guys enjoyed the draft, please like and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube or listening in podcast form, it only takes a second to do. And of course we're on Amazon now too at amazon.com backslash NBC sports. Hope you enjoyed the draft. Hope you learned something you could take with you into your own drafts. For Von Delzell and our 11 draft cont- contestants plus, our producers, thank you guys, and best of luck this season. Thanks, guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats
1: and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference.